Yeah, here we are again. Um, we're still out there going further up the road here on the Mammoth with my friend Dale. He's agreed to hang in there with me a little further. And so this is Fred and also Dale who's joining me today. And we're going to cruise on up the Mammoth here. And this is basically a logging road. I needed it worse than you did. That's about three cups of coffee. <laughs> so basically, Dale, just to give you the warning, I just started the podcast. So Dale and I have just left our own sign out on the on the road here yeah, so that the Martins can find them and they'll wonder what's going on. Maybe. Just saw a squirrel. And I just and exactly what I said is happening. When we stop for a minute, the tires are warm, they melt down through. Now, now as soon as you yeah, now it'll be no these problem are like, going. These are like not the best tires for But they this melt stuff. a little divot and then the truck doesn't. This is like an old truck. Oh shit. Excuse my language. Okay, I'm gonna back out of here. I can't I almost went off the No side. you got lots of people. I'm just gonna back it up though. What I'm gonna do I'm gonna start out closer to that other side. How good these, this four-wheel drive is, really. Well, you're good at it. I know. Way that. over that way. I just did this, like, to get over here. Yeah, I see what you're trying to do. Yeah. But it should, I mean, it's a skiff of snow. Like once, you you, go, once you're moving, it shouldn't be a problem. You're just... We don't want to go down we that, made into ice. that. If we go into that, this show will be about survival. <laughs> no, we're too far to walk home. We don't want to do that. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, so we should pay attention here. Okay, let's go. That's what you're That's lame. Well, we want now to try it. All right, yeah. this show's gonna get a whole lot better. I think you'll do a lot better. Yes. Hello. Oops. I shouldn't get too confident. Holy fuck. Whoa. Excuse my language. That is, is that really slippery. That? It's just full of water, and I got these lame old tires. What am I gonna do, Dale? This is just pure just, ice. Yeah, just ease her back. This is pure ice. It must have just been raining that and freezing on top of it. And there's no point in trying to go up there, really. Is there? Well, I just can't believe that it would be like this everywhere. Well, because it is up. awful. I gotta have to get a run at it, but then you see how, how quickly I slipped over to the side. Yep, but when you stop backing up, don't wait. Put it in drive and go. Don't wait for a second. I know. That's giving me just too far up the hill. I'm going to back up. Yeah. It's amazing that it's not with... I'm going to actually get out for a minute. Okay, stop here. And then let me get out and you put it... I want to see if all four wheels are... Yeah, make sure we're engaged. Let's put them in again. Put it... No, put it... Put it... Put it... it. It's in neutral and I've got the brake on. Put it in, I just want all four, I want to see if all four are spent. Seems like? Seems like here. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. Okay, let's just try not casual. And say something for me. Okay, we're, 
we're actually trying to We're actually, man, okay, we're through it. You know, I know, but you say something while I'm still driving. There's a, uh... We're still following there's a, the Martin. Well, there's a Martin, and there's a... I would have stopped there where another one crossed over. We see two yeah, Martin trails. There's three, three, oh, look three at Martin here. trails here. Oh, yeah. And this one just goes clean along this side. Okay, we're almost at the top of the I hill. I feel better now. There. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we act normal now. It looks like there was a lot of activity here. That's just dropping snow off the tree. Oops, pay attention. Can't see the ditches. And any one of these ditches would toast us. Not that I'm going to freak you out or anything. They would What's that? We would be stuck. More, Martin? Wow. This is really great that we did this. I'm so glad we came. There's a lot of Martin here. If you don't go, you don't know. Okay, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if there's a lot so much as these ones are actively moving around. They're well, they're present. There's Martins yes, here. Yes, there's Martins. Like here. you just definitely know. In right? the last in the last 48 hours, there's yeah. been a lot of activity. Uh, yeah. So, oh, there's a squirrel. Oh, there's a. Sometimes you see the whole squirrel, right, jumping, yeah. and then the whole print looks like a bigger print, and you can trick yourself into thinking you're seeing something more groovy than what it really is you're seeing. Not that a squirrel isn't groovy or anything, but bigger print would be cool at this point. Yes, it would. And this is the area I would have expected to see. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so where are we, Dale? Because I'm going to focus okay, on these bottles. We're now getting up into about five and a five and change on the mammoth. There's a little What hill is the mammoth? Nobody knows what the mammoth you're talking about. The, the mammoth is a mammon. short, steep watershed. I've got to go for it here. It's got very little cedar in it, so the water, unlike most of Haida Gwaii, where the rivers are a very brownish color from the cedar tannin, the mammoth is clear water. But it's a short, steep watershed. It floods and it falls. Ooh, I can turn around it here. Dries, it. Yeah, really easily. Oh, look, there's a bridge right up here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then it'll be back like hardly any snow for a little bit. Okay. Huh? But there's a spot where there's some big boulders that tumble down a mountainside. There was a big landslide there. Oh, is this that landslide? Yeah. We're going way up the hill. Yeah. Oh. I knew that, I never would have taken this thing. Ah, it's not bad. Oh, I didn't we won't go, no, we won't, no, we're, we're not going to go up a hill. Okay, look at this. Just Let's just stop for a moment and describe where we are. We made it to the top, and we're now on this little bailey bridge that's going over a creek. We're going over one of the tributaries of the Mammoth, and yeah. it's an older gully about oh, 40 meters wide, maybe two, four, six, eight, ten alder wide. Yeah, so alders are the trees we have here. They're called red alders, and they're a deciduous tree which grows around uh, basically, it's a colonizing species. Well, it's a pioneer species coming up. They come up one of the first species to come up after some dis disturbances. We call them nature's band-aid because they can grow where no other trees can grow, and then they make soil with they decompose rapidly when they fall and when they drop their branches and leaves, and they make topsoil. And after a dozen years of alder, you've got enough soil the trees, the real trees, can grow. Yeah, but it's all big part of the larger process that's going on around us. Now, hey, Dale, i got to ask you a question before we go further. How much, uh, does this go downhill? Everybody gets stuck down there? Uh, no, this is as steep as it gets, and, it and then it flattens out right around the corner. There. Because we're following the river up, on an average, we, you know, there won't be any hills coming out. There'll be the odd little spot like this where it goes away from the river, but it's not much of a hill. Right. And then you see 
Okay, so that's as low as it can go, but it's almost out of snow. Now we're this is awesome because this okay, this to me is just like you know, the, you're looking at habitat or whatever. Um, see the bracket fungus over there, uh, yeah, down there, and there's a big one underneath there. Yeah, we were, we were looking at some bracket fungus the other day because I was climbing underneath all this deadfall, so I described it, but yeah, that's some nice clean stuff. It seems to be nice and bright this time of year, eh, Dale? Yes, uh, yeah. The air is so crisp. We're talking about bracket fungus. Uh, you want to just say something so I can keep They're going? actually the world's biggest mushroom. They're, they're, if you break the back and look in, you can see the same fiber that you have, that brown that you have inside of a money's mushroom. Yeah. And you can see that it's, except that it's really woody. Right. But they can get up Still to, following the tracks. They can, they can get into the hundreds of pounds. Right. And so you know, there's there's seven or eight different species of them, and they're they're just full of various things. The, the animals seem to use them for medicines. The reshis in particular, the reshis are an, are another mushroom that's like you know they're not a bracket, but they grow in the same environment. And yet, yeah. lots of times you come across them, and uh, and the bear if the bears if the bears get sick, they seem to eat those things. Is that right? Eh? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them eating like dirt, like bears, like just certain kinds of dirt. I guess it's the ones with ants. All I'm going to say right now, just to keep the, the central theme is going, is we're still following Martin tracks. There's uh, two pair here. Looks like even more. There's actually three. three. Well, one actually, of that, that looks like a squirrel, maybe. There is a squirrel there, a little weak guy. Yeah, there's uh, squirrel tracks, and then those two Martin tracks. Yeah, or it could be the back trail. One I can't really see right now. Look at that. So they're both two. together. They're both yeah. together here, almost like they're walking in each other's footsteps. Well, that is one. That's just one walking. Yeah. That's one walking. Look, there's a little. I'm just gonna get out for a minute because it's kind of weird. Look. I think you find that there's two sets there. Right? Yeah, just... but they're sometimes just walking like that slow, right? And then instead of hopping, like a lot of times when they're hopping, it's like a double print side by each. This guy's just kind of trucking along. He's kind of a bigger. Well, well right behind, he's subdivided. I'm gonna go outside. Okay. Um, we're going outside to check these tracks. It's just a neat spot. I'm gonna turn off the engine. Oops. Pull down my window before I get out. We're going outside to check these tracks. We're just going to sit here for a minute and look at them. Get a little more intimate with the tracks. Yeah. See, what's, what's happening is the snow itself is warming up a little bit. So uh, it, it opens up and makes the tracks look bigger. Uh, is that right? Let's see. Uh, yeah, well, this this one here is, I was saying it looks big, but really the snow is wetting up. Yeah, and it's just exactly opening up the print. Um, these are, see, that's double. See, that's, that's, that's one too, see? This is its spot. This is him going forward. That's a, like its gate, right? Well, this look at it over here too. Yeah, but he's going side by side here. We're on this one. He's kind of well, he is too. But this one, he's doing more of a walk. He's walking like this more, like almost moving his um, his uh, legs in a different way. <laughs> he he's with not that? really hopping. He's actually walking. Uh, I don't know, but they mark on them sometimes. Yeah. There's a stick that was there. Yeah, so we're just walking. We need the doors open. We should probably either. Wear Shut those doors and keep walking. Let's oh, just go up here. See the access to the river right there. Oh, the yeah. River. 
but it's melting. Yeah, it's melting. Yeah, so it's hard to describe. Let's just describe. This forest here is, um, again, it's a second growth forest or third growth, for growth forest along a large-ish river second, for our islands here. This is second growth, and it's, there's some hemlock, but it's mostly spruce. Well, the hemlock, is, hemlock, the hemlock is about a foot in diameter, and the That's spruce is about two feet in diameter, and the old stumps are about five, six, seven feet in diameter. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so th these little hillsides, uh, you know, basically if you consider Haida Gwaii one full continent on its own just in a miniature way. So if I say big river or something like that, obviously it's not a big river from a continental perspective. But from the, uh, the island's perspective here, yeah, a big river like the Mammoth is like a relatively big river. And is it, it just flows out on its own to the ocean, eh? entire Mammon watershed would only be 30 miles from the headwaters all the way down. Yeah, so we're talking 30 miles. So these, you know, from a biogeographical perspective, when you're looking at landscapes and you're considering, that's one of the reasons I really enjoy um, uh, living here is because from a bio, I, I'm a, uh, what would you say, closet biogeographer and uh, I really enjoy biogeography and the notion of um, landscapes affecting uh, ecosystems and their way that that interrelation between the physical formations of the land and the ecology living inside of those physical formations. So, you know, on side of a um, continental perspective, um, when you have large landscapes, uh, you know, it's different. Uh, in a way because it's a remember we we're talking about temporal spatial relationships inside of uh, um, ecosystems and landscapes and so on a continental perspective the spatial scale is huge right and then on an island's perspective uh, it's a lot more compressed so from a biogeographic perspective you know island ecosystems are wonderful uh, um, examples of you know life at large on the planet um, and so uh, you know here in Haida Gwaii our um, islands uh, where we live are in the middle of the temperate rainforest of British Columbia and that's a little different than um, an island ecosystem in Fiji right but um, so there's the, always, of course, the spectrum inside of um, diversity uh, in ecosystems and in life forms, and it's all interrelated from a, um, you know, th like basically the landscape itself and the interface between landscapes and organisms um, uh, play a role in the morphology of the organism. It's one way of looking at it. So. Um, yeah, every once in a while I go off on a tangent, and so I left Dale in the truck for that thing because I didn't want to make him endure it. Uh, he has to endure my ramblings on occasion because he's in the truck, otherwise he might be walking in that direction. That's probably not a nice thing to say to myself, about myself, but you guys can choose to turn me off or on. I'm going to go back to the truck, and we're going to go zinging down this road, I guess, further check my tires and yeah we're back I just had to go off because I'm primarily going on those rambles right so I went on one left you in the truck and didn't make you bear it and then uh, we'll keep going
The reason it's so slippery is because it's just barely melting and it's kind of like slushy ice in between you and Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's super slippery. So, yeah, I could just... Here we go again. Yeah. Yeah, and so you can't just turn around when, you, you know, when you decide to. You just have to find the right spot, right? So you're basically committed when you're going forward. Unless you want to back all the way out of here. There's a couple of turnarounds up right yeah. there. Yeah, get it there. All right, so uh, well, what are some of your last thoughts on this episode, Dale? I mean, for the last little spot is yeah. if we just drive along this, you'll see another spot of. Uh, no, I'm thinking thought. Uh, the thought of the spot. Oh, okay. The thought is the spot. Back there, there was a great big pile with alder growing on it. Yeah. Well, that great big pile is because this entire mountainside in uh, probably 1999, oh, this okay. all slid. Right. So we worked for six weeks, seven days a week, four hours a day to, speed up. to dig all this out. And yeah. there's the river right there. Oh, okay. So this is another spot where the road and the river don't oh, yeah, cohabitate yeah. Oh. very well. It's, it's a poor plan here. A bunch of rocks there. i got to barely get through. And that's what happens. You see, this that. keeps sliding down yeah, to this side, right? But don't right don't go right too down. slow either, because you're on a hill. Okay. You see the Martin tracks We're still <laughs> following the tracks. Yeah. The thing, the Martin has no problem cruising through this stuff. Yeah. And there's a bunch of tracks yeah, right here now. Once you get through all that, there's a whole three. bunch more. Looks like they're just either he's the same guy walking back and yeah. forth there, which is most likely because I don't really know how social they are if they hang out in big groups like that. But of course, in nature, I don't see them in big groups. But that doesn't mean that. I mean, a family group in the winter. I don't I doubt it, but I don't know. I'm just going to look here because there's a whole bunch. Let's just finish this episode by staring at that. It's kind of a real complex spot right here at the top of the hill, uh, and there's a whole lot of tracks right in front of us, and I think it's a perfect way to end this episode. I mean, that's what's there, and here we are, so. just got to make sure the parking brake's on. Let's lose the truck. Okay. Yeah, so look at that. Diverging trail. So each individual trail, who knows if it's the same individual yet, but we see one, two, three, four kind of trails. Here's another one, five. All right, so now we just look at the trails and try to figure out what's going on and if there's different guys. Let's look and see if we can determine individuals. And they might be going one way and then turn around and come back the other way. Let's see. Off the road into the forest, there's no snow. Right, once you get into the cover underneath the branches, it's all a drippy drip. Almost impossible, it's just a kind of a mass of friggin' tracks. Yeah. Huh? There's well, some deer cross here. Yeah, so there's. Huh? Well, you've got a really nice, steep, forested, mossy banked slope, probably about 75%. So well, he says stuff like that. You have no idea what he's saying unless you actually know. Seventy-five percent would mean for every three feet that you go forward, or every one foot you go forward, you go three feet up. So he's talking about the vertical incline of the mountain here, which you it's know, about it, three to one. You know. It's yeah, so it's steep, right? Yeah, essentially is what you're saying. Yeah, and I can verify that by looking at it. But yeah, you're right. We talk in those terms when we're out here doing things in the woods when you're using a tool which we call a clinometer, and that is used for assessing slope values. 
Anyways, blah de blah on the, the work side, part of this. We're just having fun. The other side, you've got vertical forest, mostly hemlock on the top side. Yeah. The road is is a bench, you know, cutting into the edge of the of the slope. But the opposite side is a gently sloping. Uh, what? What would you say that is 120 meters? Eight, no, eight, no, 80 to 100 meters to the river. And then, yeah, and then a meters. wide opening where the river is. And in between, and this is all Sika spruce. This is all the alluvial salmon fed stuff. Yeah. On the bottom side. Okay, and stop. Okay, he just started. He's going on and on. <laughs> uh, alluvial salmon stuff. Like, so what he's talking about here is basically we're, because we're in close proximity to the river edge, many of you may or may not know that there are salmon in these rivers and that salmon play a very important role in the uh, transfer of nutrients. Uh, from the oceans to the forest and into the forest soil and we have um, uh, Anyways people around here know about this uh, because we live with it and uh, we've also got um, Really smart people around in our communities who have learned and taught us about these things the transfer of nutrients to the soil by the bears and other animals and organisms so when he says a salmon alluvial spruce forest what he really means is um, this is an area, remember we were talking in an earlier episode, I was saying when you're down near the river and stuff, it's usually a good site, that's called the riparian zone. And uh, anywhere close proximity to the watercourse, where the transfer of fish into the soil through flooding, other soils, etc. Anyways, bottom line, really great place to grow spruce trees. If you look, if you look off towards the river on the flat side where the where it's salmon fed, the trees are at least two and a half times larger, if not three times larger, than the trees opposite of this that are higher and above the salmon. Some of these, some of these uh, ones though I find from my previous work, and I'm not a logger or anything, but from ecological work, was the lower part of the slope, or the up to the, what we would call the mesoslope. Um, it would have a lot of nutrients too, just from stuff sloughing down and whatnot. So there's a lot of times a really great forest. That's a whole other thing to think about other than a riparian zone would be like the bottom of a slope or the mesoslope halfway up and how that slope faces what's known as the site as what is the site aspect of that how does it face the sun at different times of the year so when we're talking about biogeographical conditions one of the ways to interpret that and to see it plainly on the face of the earth is to look at different say watersheds and courses evaluate them with their site aspect as it relates to the sun and slope value are they high up on the mountaintop or are they middle way down the mesoslope or are they down in the riparian zone so but these Fred, are Fred let me just say the same thing in a different language in the forestry language or the you know the language of, of the commercial part of trees uh, they would look at this area and they would and, and the trees that are that are on the alluvial ground next to the river are basically like trees on steroids and to give you an example, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. To give you an example, the top side is good forest on the, on the hillside. It would probably be, you know, seventeen or eighteen uh, cubic meters. Again, a cubic meter is a telephone pole. This is when you convert everything to money, right? This, this is, is when you take nature and volume. turn it into a commodity. This is, but but it, but it's it's fairly important on Hyde Y. Yeah, I'm just saying. And what happens is. Prince George can grow, the average of British Columbia interior is 2.2 cubic meters of new growth every year in the forest per hectare. Haida Gwaii's average is way, way above that. The richest on Haida Gwaii is Lyle Island, which is 49. And 
we're on the old Macmillan and Bordell tree farm, which is Tom now, and the area they don't know they don't know what Tom is. But me and but the area between me and the river, this would be over 25 cubic meters per hectare. It can grow, and the upside, just literally feet away, uh, is probably you know 15 to 18. There's a huge ecological difference, and and it's saying it commercially, but the values are are different too. It's in, 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 yeah, in it seems to always ecosystem. boil down to values. Yes, it does. It does, and that's why we're in the position we're in. That's right. And that's the complexity and the paradox of just being human. And the, the, the best part of being human, though, is being out here right now checking out these tracks and allowing ourselves to think about these things in a way that opens our own minds and how we can better interrelate with our own environment. And uh, we're just going to keep going forward. So I think that might be good enough for the, the snow tracking episode here. But um, thanks again, Dale. No for, problem, for coming Fred. Back for this, uh, another episode. And I just want to say, uh, have fun, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there. And if you did, I'm proud of you for your effort and also thankful. Okay, take care of each other. Be good to yourself. Bye.